Disclaimer, this podcast may contain strong language, maybe from us, maybe from the music, we'll surprise you. Thanks for listening. And you keep going over and over, and that challenge, that adversity, that is what's happening when you're maturing. One, two, three, go. Secure the bag. Today's a great day for a great day, so let's be great today. Thanks for making time to hang with us. You're listening with Will and Jordan. Good to see you, Will. Good to be seen. All right, y'all. Welcome to Secure the Bag, the podcast dedicated to helping you secure your bag. Hip-hop is a major cultural influence that touches on many aspects of our lives. Through the power of hip-hop and its range of lyrical topics, we break down how to secure your bag. Everything from reaching your optimal health and wellness, achieving professional success, constructing relationship prosperity, and most importantly, acquiring generational affluence. We don't have all the answers, but we're here to discover them with you as we tackle all the real-life obstacles everyone faces chasing our dreams. No matter what's in yours, we're here to help you secure the bag. Ain't that right, homie Will? Man, that's right this week and every week. That's right. That's right. Yo, Will, what'd you do last night? Well, you know, not a, last not a trick night. question. Not a trick question. Don't be dirty. <laughs> what'd you, what did you do last night around 8, 8 o'clock, about 10.30 p.m.? Well, you know, I, I had the pleasure to witness the Philadelphia 76ers straight curb stomp the Toronto Raptors in Dish game out six. Just shout out their... Man, like... From beginning to end, like, that game was in hand, so it was fun just to be around the entire city just hype over a basketball game. So, what, and, you watch the, You watch uh, the game on TV? No, man. You know, I, I was there in person. I, you know, I, oh. I, I got the hookup. You know how that works, right? Yeah, you, you I know got the hookup how and, that works. Yeah, but for those of you that don't know, Jordan is the hookup. Like, that's... His name in my phone. It doesn't say Jordan. It says, you know, the hookup. And it's like a fish hook on there. Um, it actually doesn't, but I'm probably going to change it to that now. Go ahead and make you know, that he, change. But he, yeah, we was up in there last night, man. That place was rocking. Yeah, you a good luck charm. Oh, like, I they, guess they, so. They showed out for you. a pretty solid playoff record right now for the Sixers. Uh, you know, yeah. second round of the playoffs, Eastern Conference semifinals. We're up in there watching... Game six, must win, do or die for the Sixers. Tied it up last night, 3-3 versus the Toronto Raptors, led by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Sixers did their thing last night, man. And, like, this this playoff series, this, play, this year for the playoffs, it's a little different. You know, some of the players that you're used to seeing, just, they're getting a little older. They're retiring. Their teams are not in the playoffs for the first time in a long time. You think about Dirk Nowitzki. And his career with the Dallas Mavericks, which is coming to an end. You think about Dwayne Wade in the Miami Heat. Not in the playoffs. Also coming to the end of his career. Then you got LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Moving out to L.A., leaving the East Eastern Conference, going out to the Western Conference. Team didn't make the playoffs. This is the first year in eight years Eight straight seasons, LeBron went to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
No, the NBA finals. NBA? Oh, you know, you know, you're right. NBA finals, eight years in a row, and his team didn't make it. So you can kind of see the changing of the guard happening as these younger players like Giannis and Joel the Process Embiid and Kawhi Leonard. Like, these are the players that are in the playoffs and dominating. And it's kind of different to see that. What do you think of it? I mean, I honestly think that it was about time for LeBron to get an offseason off. Like, you got to think this man has been playing into, like, late June every Every year. Every single year. So, you know, it's about time that he he had some time to recharge and really attack this next year. Because I know one of his goals that he stated is to be able to play with his son. And in order for him to have that longevity, he he has to take care of his body. And, you know, sometimes that, that takes taking time off. Um, the Jaguars have a linebacker, uh, Telvin Smith. Telvin Smith said he's not playing this year. Yeah, he he's, he said he's going to get his life in order, he's going to get healthy, and he's taking the year off. And honestly, if you think about the, your quality of life, sometimes you, you do have to take that time off. And honestly, being able to make decisions like that is a sign of maturity that you, you don't really have when you're younger. You have to realize, you know, that forward-thinking mindset in order to to kind of make these tough decisions that people are going to judge pretty harshly. Absolutely. And speaking of judging things harshly, my man Meek Mill, born and raised, Philly proud, Philly through and through, huge fan of all the Philly sports teams, wanted to go to Toronto. Just wanted to take a casual trip up to our northern neighbors up in Canada, watch the Sixers take on the Toronto Raptors. And he was not legally allowed to go because years ago he was convicted of a crime that has all types of controversy around it as far as the arresting officer admitting or being caught later lying about planning evidence on multiple uh, suspects over his time on the police force. Um... Basically, Meek Mill didn't do the crime that he was arrested and charged with. However, he's still stuck facing the probation and the parole stipulations from that said crime. And with this parole and probation, he's not allowed to travel outside of the state of Pennsylvania without permission from a judge. court approval? He has to have court approval anytime he goes outside of a certain radius. So and the judge doesn't bang with him at all, right? Not at all. Not even a little bit. Talks about it on his song, What's Free. Talks about it multiple times on his newest album, Championship. Has come out as him, Michael Rubin, Jay-Z. All types of very powerful people have come to Meek's side and his aid and helped give him this platform for social justice reform. And it's been a great movement the Free Meek movement uh, that was going on this time last year when he was locked up. And first thing Meek did, got released from prison. One of the Sixers owners, Michael Rubin, who's a close friend of Meek Mills, went picked him up in the chopper, brought him straight to the game. And that was one of the most unbelievable atmospheres that I've ever seen. So shout out Meek. Shout out everyone that's been supporting the Free Meek movement, the social justice reform movement that he's been putting into place. Um, and then there's, you know, there's going to be people 
that are always hating. And, Will, you know we're always talking positivity day in, day out. Hashtag win today. Always trying to make everybody around us better. Trying to make ourselves better so we can help others be their best. We're going to do one thing that I just think is like super not us and give out a loser of the week. This is the I mean, first, it's and hopefully this is the last time. This one is so appropriate and needs to happen. This one is... You want to start off with this? Yeah, man. Like, number one, whenever we, we talk about athletes, they really are driving some of the, the charge for social change. Uh, you think about Colin Kaepernick. You think about uh, Michael Jenkins. You think of Malcolm, LeBron James. Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins. And... You know, the, these are folks with a platform that are u- utilizing it to really make major strides and, number one, getting information out to people because, you know, a lot of people respect what they say and also know who they are, but also donating money to causes. Like, they are making our country better. But some people are still of the thought that they should just shut up and play ball. They want to go back to a time people- where is our loser of the week first ever inaugural loser of the week christine m flowers yeah today she put out she's uh wildin wildin put out an article in philly.com and the title of this article is wistful for a time when athletes didn't crusade for social justice i saw this like what type of title is made up First off, that's a ridiculously long title. Second, but, it's just asinine. Why is that something that you're wistful for? Why do you why do you care that at, why are you against athletes using their platform to drive some social change? Cuz she appreciated that blind ignorance. Like the the blissful time where and number 1, let's let's put it out here that this is, you know, a majority woman. Like a lot of the things that we're ad that are being advocated for by these athletes don't they affect don't her in any exactly. way. Exactly, exactly. If anything, it's stuff that she doesn't want to be brought to light. She doesn't want to have a conversation about, partially because it doesn't negatively affect her, and I feel like she sees it as something that directly goes against what she wants. Like she she wants to be able to just have an athlete that she can just go and sit and watch, and then not care about that person as a person literally just watching them as an athlete or an entertainer and she literally wants to hide and like shelve away what that person actually cares about and i think that's that's one of the the great things about sports now there's so much accessibility to athletes you know the athletes that do want to be accessible when you think of like joel Embiid, for example like he's a popular guy he really knows how to navigate social media and like I'm, I really love the Hulu co- commercial. Like he says, Hulu has a lot of sports, and they just throw money at money. him. Money. I'm just like this. This is great. Like I really love them being able to show their personality. But then you have more reserved people like Kawhi Leonard, for example, who's also in the playoff series um, with Joel Embiid in the 76ers. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, of course, being of the Raptors um, after being traded this past season from the San Antonio Spurs. He's a finals MVP, two-time defensive player of the year. He was sponsored by Jordan Brand. And he left Jordan Brand because basically they weren't paying him enough money. And he moved to New Balance. 
but this is like a very low key guy. Like everything he does is intentional. Um, and any social media impact he has is definitely incidental. Absolutely. But athletes have that leverage where they can either, you know, go into social media and be able to, you know, show their personality that way or kind of pull back from the media like Kawhi Leonard has and really have his actions speak louder than his words and have that be their representation. I think, you know, a lot of people much rather be much be quieter and just play. Um, and that reminds me of uh, Xavier Howard. He is now the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. He came from Houston's uh, fifth ward. And he's been balling out the past three years. And the Dolphins want to send a message that, hey, we're going to take care of our own. He's somebody who models exactly what we want as an organization. And we're going to pay him top dollar. And he's another quiet guy. But he's given interviews where he says where he where he's come from and really what he wants to change. He wants to, you know, give people an opportunity, educate folks on what an opportunity looks like to get out of dire situations. You know, you don't have to sell drugs. You can play ball. You can go to school. There's other opportunities. And he's someone that's giving back in a meaningful way. Absolutely. And for her to suggest that athletes should not use their platform to create change is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's, it's honestly like I, I was, I was viscerally upset reading this article. She gets to the point early on in the article she talks about how she went to a New Jersey Devils game because she's sick, sick of the Philadelphia Flyers. She continues on and quote-unquote says, I have also stopped supporting the Sixers, whose co-owner, Michael Rubin, has befriended rapper Meek Mill. Rubin and Mill have set out to reform the criminal justice system in Philadelphia. I don't deny that it needs reforming. But then she continues saying that Meek Mill is not someone who should be the face of this reform, that she admits herself needs reforming. But she says that Meek isn't someone who should be leading that charge, even though he's someone who has been wronged and continues to be wronged by the way the system works. But because she doesn't agree with him, she thinks he shouldn't have the right to come out and speak out And she also faults Michael Rubin and the entire Philadelphia 76ers organization for aligning themselves with Meek and his efforts to reform this messed up system. So, loser of the week, first ever. I hope we don't have to do this one too often. Uh, But Christine, I know you're not a listener. If you were a listener, I would want you to hear that you are the first ever Secure the Bag loser of the week. Get your head out no of your win ass. today for you. Get it together. You didn't win today. You didn't win yesterday. Get your stuff together and win tomorrow. Get on the win today train because right now you are watching the train fly by you. So, but you, Will. You know, pieces like that, they they let us know kind of that our, our country is growing up. It's maturing. Like, we're starting oh, the, to the see... Comments, the comments on this one really mm-hmm. show... A lot of maturity and a lot of growth from plenty of people like the comments are tearing her apart and it was when i got down to the bottom i was unsure if i wanted to click on the comments because i didn't know yeah what be was careful be on the in internet there. didn't know what was going to be on there 
you never know what you're going to get with the internet. Um, but people were really stepping up, supporting the social reform, supporting Meek Mill, supporting everyone who supports him, and acknowledging that Christine should be have should have been the loser of the week. So we mentioned maturity. Well, go ahead, keep that moving. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that the fact that our our country number one is maturing in this way, where you know even when conversations are against our views, you and I, what our views are, that it sparks a dialogue. And the fact that you could click in the, those comments and see that that dialogue, and it didn't just revert to name calling. Mm-hmm. that that's a growth well number one shout out to the internet that's a growth to the internet because we all know what the internet can be <laughs> but it, it's also you know showing the maturation of us as a country and our attempts to become more integrated and more acceptable of our differing cultures regardless of you know what our political beliefs are even though her entire article was really counter what we believe in she did note that prison reform is necessary. So yes. even with everything that we disagree about, there is something that we say, hey, there is something wrong here. And as long as we can keep meeting common ground along this journey to growing up, then, you know, I'm, I'm definitely excited for where we're going. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great point. And I think it's even more perfect that this article happened to come out when it did because it just highlights Meek Mill, our artist of the day, even more. Um, and we were preparing for this one. Just trying to figure out an artist that's matured and a song where that artist talks about their own maturation process. And Dreams and Nightmares by Meek just came to mind right away. Like, for a dude who grew up in North Philly was just a random like battle rapper as a young kid he talks about being that nappy he's have talking about having his nappy braids that locked like up in north philly 20 something burks and just being a battle rapper like a grinder like all he wanted to do was rap and he pushed some weight he sold, sold a couple of drugs uh not advocating that at all but sold a couple of drugs <laughs> <laughs> a drug or two <laughs> The maturation process where from where he was when he was young to where he is now, like an upstanding citizen, uh, his music has matured, his circle has matured, and his entire, like what he's focused on has changed so much because of the experiences that he's had. So today we're jumping in to an episode that really focuses on the maturation process because... Everyone has to mature. Some people will mature farther than others. Some will mature faster than others. But everyone, it's inevitable that you are going to mature throughout your life. Now, you can have that maturation process be a good maturation for you. Or it can be a tough and very difficult maturation process for you. So real maturity, it's never ever going to stop unless you choose to stop growing. If you get to a certain phase where you're like, mm, I'm good, I'm going to stay right here. And you stop having that win today mentality. But if you continue to have that win today mentality, you will continue to grow in different ways throughout your life, no matter what. And like we said, like this is gonna, it can be a difficult, painful process, 
Like you're being forced to change and that forced change, there's going to be times where it's uncomfortable for you. It's uncomfortable for the people around you. You're going to have some tough spots. But despite the difficulties, if you decide to mature and you go through it as an active participant in the process, that maturation process is going to be worth it. No matter how difficult it is, it's going to be worth the results that you get at the end. So we're going to go through the different phases of the maturation process, and we're also going to share how you can maximize the results of that process as it continues to happen over and over again in different aspects and different facets of your life. So we're going to have to hop into Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. This song is a Philly anthem. It is a hood anthem, but it's got crazy deep lyrics that we're going to break down for you today. So with no further ado, here it is, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Go. Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Uh, uh. I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like that, to shine like this. In a matter of time, I spent on some locked up shit in the back of the paddy wagon, cuffs locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold, nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and I said, yeah, I do. If you want it, you gotta see it with a clear eye view. Got shorty, she try and bless me like I said I'd chew Like a nigga sneeze, nigga please for them tricky squeeze I'm getting cream, never let them hoes get in between Or what we started, little nigga but I'm lying hearted They love me when I was stuck and they hit it When I departed, I go and get it regardless Draw it like I'm an artist, no crawling Went straight to walking with foreigns in my garages Or foreign bitches menaging, fucking sucking and swallowing Anything for a dollar, they tell me get him, I got him, got him I did it without an album. I did shit with Mariah. Little nigga, I'm on fire. Icy as a hockey ring, Philly nigga, I'm flyer. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was lease. Then I bought that new Ferrari, hey, to rest in peace. Hey, to rest in peace, rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in the parking spot. You ain't talking about my niggas, then what you talking about? Gangsters move in silence, nigga, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word was on my ground, and now I got what I deserve. Fuck, nigga. Yo, Jordan. Like, I know you, you usually start these segments, but I had to start this one, even though I know you're the home team on this one, because hey, this hey, is like a... You got it. This is like a modern day Negro spiritual. Like, Honestly, when I tell you, for real, whenever I go to the club, and I don't really do clubs, so you know, I'll go like once or twice a year, maybe. But at some point during the evening, this song comes on. It has to. And when I tell you that I hear everybody rapping along to it, it's it's literally everybody, and it's ridiculous. And it's like I thought I didn't know the words. But then, you know, I find myself just sitting there like, listeners like, ain't this what they've been waiting for? And I was like, oh, yep, I didn't know I was waiting, but yeah, I, I actually was. I was waiting <laughs> on your song to come on. And then he goes straight into, I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this. And as soon as I hear that, it makes me think of like, uh, I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this. So I had to grind like that, to shine like this. Hey. There are things that I have prayed for that have actually happened. 
And it's it's crazy when you don't do that reflection to see where you've come from. It's mm-hmm. like you don't really appreciate how far you've come. But then, you know, he keeps going. He's like, to rhyme like this, so I had to grind like this, that to shine like this. And I was like, man. Like, he, he's letting you know that there is hard work that goes into getting to this point. And wherever you're looking for the times that you used to pray for that you're now at, you can think of the journey that it took to get there. Absolutely. Then he immediately says something that I couldn't relate to. He's like, in a matter of time, I spent on some locked up shit. And I'm like, eh, I've never been locked up, not trying to be. But you have to think about the small decisions in our everyday life and the circumstances that have really kept some of us out of prison and those small circumstances that have landed some of us in trouble with the law and, and it happens in a split di- second oh yeah oh yeah do you remember on um, the boondocks episode and they were talking about nigga moments mm-hmm. go ahead and essentially it's just you know a small altercation can turn into a very big situation just over two people feeling like they were disrespected and yeah in in a fraction of a second and at the end of like that little skit that they had or that segment in the boondocks the police showed up and shot both of them um so you know that that was a little dark ending to it but it just shows like you know that there's things that just happen on a daily basis that can escalate so quickly and a lot of us are fortunate that we've either been able to shield ourselves from those situations or had people around us to keep us out of those situations um and I think Meek has evolved from someone who used to get into those situations. That looks to be the voice of reason to keep others from falling into that situation. No doubt. No doubt. And I really, really love the start to this song. Like he starts off asking, ain't this what you've been waiting for? Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? And... As a kid, every kid's like, oh, I can't wait to be a grown-up. Like, everybody said that at some point. I can't wait to be an adult or, like, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for that. So asking that question, are you ready? Ain't this what you're waiting for? You ready? Like, that's a great lead-in to this song and shows a step towards maturity. But then he continues to go through and... Well, you mentioned a key word to me, which is reflection. Reflection and the the ability to take a step back, remove yourself from the current situation, and look in the rearview mirror to see where you came from, to get to where you are now. Reflection is a very, very mature action, and it's difficult to do without being a mature person. So the fact that he's doing that right now in this song, to me, is... It's dope. Like it, it leads in perfectly as we continue to go through to the portion about what he's reflecting back on. He said, in a matter of time, I spent on some locked up shit and the back of the paddy wagon cuffs locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold and then nightmares come true. It's in a matter of time I spent on some locked up shit in the back of the paddy wagon cuffs locked on wrist. See my dreams unfold, nightmares come true. Like, that next part, that part right there, like, he's going through some tumultuous shit. Like, imagine how lonely it is to be in the back of a paddy wagon with 
handcuffs on. I'm assuming those handcuffs are tight, they're cold, you're restricted, and you feel like you're stuck because you are. Like, you're stuck in the back of this cop car, and, like, you're not... You're not comfortable. You're not enjoying yourself. You're not having a, a happy time. But that discomfort that he went through, it was a prerequisite for him to be able to do the things that he's doing now and be in the position that he is and have the platform that he has where he is a major driving force for police reform, for social justice reform. Without those experiences that he had, those really shitty times, he wouldn't be able to do the things that he's doing right now. And I'm not saying that, Will, you got to go to jail to be able to make a change or you have to be, to the listeners, you don't have to have handcuffs on to go through your difficult situations. But whatever your difficult situation is or whatever it has been, it happens so that you can be a better person for whatever it is that you're going to be doing. doesn't have to be exactly lined up with these lyrics. But take away the meaning. The meaning is what's important on this song. Like His experiences aren't going to be the same as mine. They're not going to be the same as Will's. They're not going to be the same as the listeners. But the maturation process, I equate it to a caterpillar becoming a butterfly or a snake shedding its skin so it can grow or coal being pressurized with heat and pressure to become a diamond. None of those things are really comfortable or easy. Or a snap of the fingers. Like, they don't happen quickly. None of these things do. But they have to happen because they're required in order for you to mature. Jordan, what do you think he meant when he said, see my dreams unfold, nightmares come true? I mean, Meek, I feel like people who are successful the way that Meek Mill is successful or people that are successful in any way, they have a dream. And even when they're living a nightmarish life, when they're at their lowest, they're at their worst, or even when they're at the point where they're about to take off towards that dream, like there's those tough times. Like he had the dream, even as it was becoming a reality, there were still ups and downs. There were those nightmarish times throughout the entire process. It's not like, all right, you're starting out, you're in the nightmare, you're in the hellish times, and then snap of the finger, everything's roses and rainbows. There's going to be ups and downs, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and being able to deal with the ups and downs and the roller coaster that is life, that takes maturity. So even as he was getting closer and closer to his dreams, he still had the nightmares that were coming true day in and day out for the people around him, the people he cared about in his own life over and over again. And it doesn't matter how mature you get, you can still go back to that nightmare stage very quickly. So that's what, that's what I'm taking away from that. It's a short little sentence. It's a quick little line, but that's my takeaway for the whole thing. And it, I, I really like you tying it, everything into maturity, because when he goes into the next line, he says it, it was time to marry the game. And I say, yeah, I do. Like, when you think about getting married, do you think that, you know, hey, you, you need to take that step. This is that next step in your growth. And he committed to it. He said, yeah, I do. And a few uh, episodes ago, we talked about dedication. And, you know, this line is like, 
the epitome of saying, hey, I'm committed to this and I'm going to give it everything I got. And he Absolutely. like ends this brief this brief segment with, if you want it, you got to see it with a clear-eyed view. Now, when I hear that, I think about two things. I think that he's saying that you got to see it with a clear-eyed view, meaning that you can't be distracted. You have to be focused. But I also think of it as a way of saying, hey, like anything that might be an addiction of his or for anybody for that matter. So, you know, if you think of, you know, using drugs, any type of drugs, that might impair your judgment or, you know, cloud your view. And he's saying if you want to see it, you got to push that stuff aside and you really got to commit. And And Will, I don't think that has to be a drug or alcohol or any type of substance. It can be love. It can be anything. There's so many things that can be a, a, a blocker for you. It can be... There's people who won't go chase their dreams because of their job. That can cloud your view. You have to be able, no matter what it is, you have to, one, be able to identify whatever it is that's blocking your view. And then, two, you have to be mature enough to make a decision to power through it. The acknowledgement, the acceptance, we're going to get into these, these steps, but you have to be able to, one, step one is to identify whatever it is that isn't letting you have a clear eye view because there's no way to mature past that unless you, until you have that experience. And then as we keep moving forward, he says, they love me when I was stuck and hated when I departed. I go and get it regardless, drawing like I'm an artist, no crawling with straight to walking with foreign cars in my garage. They love me when I was stuck and they hated when I departed. I go and get it regardless. Draw like I'm an artist, no crawling with straight to walking with foreigns in my garages. Of- and this portion right here is where the song really, really starts to get hype. And like, this is the part where Will was talking about when it's in the club. Like, this is where the beat starts to build. He started to get more intense with his rhymes, with his flow. But if you really just take a, te- uh, take a second and listen to the lyrics, it gives you even more of an insight into the maturation process. Like, there's going to be some people who love you when you're stuck. And they're going to want you to stay stuck. They don't want you to get better. They don't want you to have the win today mentality. Those are the haters that we talk about over and over again. Or those that's, are the um... people that just don't want to mature. I mean that, that's that's better. like misery wants company. Like exactly people that that aren't getting it don't want you to get it either. That's misery so they, wants they, company. They love that's... to see somebody stuck. <laughs> exactly. Another another common phrase I think of in this one is crabs in a barrel. One person tries to get out, everybody else is trying to pull them back, trying to keep them in the same exact space physically and mentally that they were, because that's where they're stuck being because they don't want to mature. And then those same people are gonna hate when you depart mentally physically emotionally spiritually when you go on to the next level you depart where they are where they're stuck they're gonna hate that but you gotta go and get it for yourself regardless like meek says i go and get it regardless like he knew what he needed to do he knew where he wanted to be and he also recognized where he was he recognized the gap in between point a and point b did what he had to do cut the ties he had to went through the maturation process that he had to to get to who he is today. And 
this process doesn't happen at the same speed for everyone. So when he says no crawling went straight to walking, his process, he was forced to grow up fast. Like a lot of people who grow up in situations like Meek did, you don't have an option to grow up slow. You don't get to wait until you're 18 to act like an adult or 22 or 25 or 30. Whatever it is for you, that's the speed you have to move at. But if life gets thrust upon you, where you have to go from crawling, where you're making these matura this maturation process happening faster than what you would have chose for yourself, you got to be ready to go. You have to be prepared to go through it at whatever at whatever pace your life is dictating that you have to go through it in certain 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 circumstances. Tongue tied on that one. I'm getting too hyped. I mean, this whole song, you from Philly, so I know the second you were just like, oh, we get to use some meat milk. <laughs> we you, got to do the little meat, like... you know? You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We keep moving forward. And he talks about how he how he came up. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was lease. Yeah, I'm already I I'm mean, getting hype. I'm getting hype already. Fiscally, that would be the more responsible thing for him to do is to lease or even rent that vehicle as opposed to purchase <laughs> just it. Never because, ever buy a Rolls Royce. Yeah, a car is a depreciating <laughs> asset. I understand it's a status symbol, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about Meek and his um, some investment shortcomings that he may have had throughout this song at a later time. Listen, listen. Let me get hype. When I bought the Rolls Royce, they thought it was leased. Then I bought the new Ferrari, Hater, rest in peace. Still, not a great fiscal decision. But he says, Hater, rest in peace. Hater, rest in peace. Rest in peace to the parking lot. Phantom so big, can't even fit in a parking spot. You ain't talking about my N-words and what you talking about. And this is the part, I just wanted to say that part. There's really no lyrical analysis on it. I just think this part is where the song gets really hype. Then he keeps going. And he says, gangsters move in silence, M-word, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word. Was on my grind, and now I got what I deserve. Shh. <laughs> and that's the part that we got to dive into. You ain't talking about my niggas, then what you talking about? Gangsters move in silence, nigga, and I don't talk a lot. I don't say a word. I don't say a word. Was on my grind, and now I got what I deserve. Fuck, nigga. Them, them last three lines. Talking about moving oh. in silence, not talking, not talking the talk, and not backing it up by walking the walk. Like the mature, the maturation process is very, very individualized. You don't have to tell everything that you're doing. You don't have to talk about it. This is some shit that you just gotta be about. You don't have to spend time telling everyone every move and then not doing anything. If you want to tell people in your circle, cool. Like I tell Will. My maturation process, I tell him what I'm working on. He tells me what he's working on. We have our circles that we share our information with, our moves, and you know, as we're going through life. But the people, everybody knows somebody like this who says they're going to do something, and they never do it. These people are just bullshitters. Like They're not mature. They're not getting any better. They're not improving themselves. They're not growing in any type of way at all because they don't take the words that they're saying and they don't put action behind them that's not maturity that is that's a very immature way of living your life and what he's saying here is i don't i didn't have to talk about it i didn't have to talk about it i had to be loud about it 
I knew what I wanted, and he, I, he, Meek Mill was grinding through his circumstances, through the difficult parts of the maturation process, and now you see what he's got. You see that he can afford the Rolls Royce. He can afford the new Ferrari. He can travel the world if he's allowed to by this hating ass judge. He can have this platform for social reform, for police reform, for social justice. But it's only because of the nightmarish, hellish times that he went through to get to this point in his maturation process. And like I said before, it's not over. Your maturation doesn't end at a certain age, doesn't end at a certain status symbol that or uh, status that you achieve. Like it continues to grow and develop over and over and over again. You got anything I mean, to I, finish up on that? I can't. I can't really, you know, say much more than what you already said about it because I think that that really wrapped up that that part of the song very well. Um, and I noticed that you, you, you skipped the last two words of that of that verse. <laughs> Go ahead. But but that that's definitely the punch to it. And he's just like he was on his grind and you know, when people watch you kind of grow and glow up, you know, we, we had an episode about haters and kinda had to handle them and he handled them by, you know, calling them a name calling at the, them out. the end of the song. And I'm really, really happy to see Meek Mill take this this angle. Um, that he he's taken now to go into prison reform after spending time in solitary confinement, um, over parole violation over what was he he just he popped a wheelie wheelie on like a a dirt Ride bike or dirt something. Bike. Ride like, a dirt bike popped a wheelie, had to go to prison. Like I, honestly, I understand that you know there's accountability and all this other stuff, but. If we're going to use our tax dollars to, you know, place people into correctional institutions for reform, I do not think that someone... Let's put them in jail for actual, actual crimes. Yeah, I, I don't think someone popping a wheelie, like, really does it like that. I, I have a friend that he's locked up right now, and it's because he missed curfew. His curfew was like 10 o'clock, and I'm not sure what time he got in. Hopefully it wasn't 2 a.m., I imagine it was like maybe 10.30 or so. But, you know, he was on parole. They set those rules where he had a curfew. He broke curfew and sent him to prison. And that's a misallocation of resources. And it's really a byproduct of having basically this, this pay for prison scheme. Like these private prisons that get paid for a capacity of inmates that they hold. And turning that into a capitalist system is absolutely ridiculous and undermines what this country is really founded on. Um, but, you know, I'll get off my soapbox there and really, you know, I'm glad to see Meek Mill grow up like this. You know what else is, has matured over time? This song. This song came out in 2012. This song is not a new song. Some people really never really heard it until last year when my Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl and this was their this was their anthem. So I think it's cool that this is a song that really talks about maturity in some certain aspects. The song itself matured and my favorite part is the artist Meek Mill and his maturation process. Now, we already told you guys that the maturation process that shit can be difficult. It can happen at its own pace. 
you can be thrust into the maturation process at different points in your life. And like we always say on Secure the Bag, we're not here to just present a problem, present a challenge, and not come through with some type of solution for y'all. So this time we uh we kind of made this up on our own. What we thought are the process, uh, the steps of the process of maturation. We didn't put a lot of science into this one. We just used our own experiences, the experience of people around us, and our own analysis to break this one down. So we would love to hear your feedback on it. Um, honestly, the maturation process, the steps that are in it, a lot of them are very similar to the steps of grieving and loss. And the reason that is is because a part of you ceases to exist when you mature. As you get older, you give up and you lose parts of the childish and the immature parts of yourself as you continue to become better and better and better. Like, I won't lie. <laughs> a couple years ago, I couldn't imagine myself being inside, sitting in my basement by myself on the phone with Will recording a podcast on a Friday night at 11 o'clock. A couple years back, I would have been out partying, having a good time, spending money I didn't need to be spending, hanging out with people who I might not have needed to hang out with. But that part of me, that need to go out and entertain myself that way is gone. But it's been replaced with a new form of entertainment. And that's making myself better, preaching the win today mentality, having these conversations with the with Will to share with the listeners. And that's okay. Pieces of you can cease to exist. But as long as you keep the core, the important stuff, like the real, like the real me, is never gonna go away throughout the maturation process. It's different pieces will fall off and break apart. But the real me will always continue to move forward throughout this entire process. So those that's why there's similarities between grieving and loss and our process and our steps through the maturation process. You got anything going to say, Will, before we start getting into the different steps? No, I, I really think that this is a spot on similarity. When I when I think of like the the grieving process, it it manifests itself in many ways. Like I know it's really meant for, you know, someone passes on in your life. But you see people going through these phases after a tough breakup or, you know, even after they may have missed a goal that they set for themselves and you see someone just kind of take it very hard. Um, you know, you, you can imagine, you know, a high school team that loses on a buzzer beater shot. Um, if I use uh, Premier League or the Champions League, rather, soccer, for those of us that keep up with international sports, you know, Liverpool came back and, you know, they they won after it was just insurmountable odds. And then Ajax lost to Tottenham, I believe. I might have said their name wrong. Um, not British, as you, you can probably tell. But at the end of that game, you saw the Ajax players just collapsed onto the field, like face down. And, like, the scene was just kind of dreary where you, you can just see that they're just devastated. They're hurt. Um, and to come back from a loss like that, you know, that, that, that's going to go through a similar process. Um, and it, the last thing it reminds me of is I remember when LeBron James lost in the finals, uh, when he was with the heat 
And about a week after that loss, I believe it was the Dallas Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki, who we uh, brought up a bit earlier uh, in the show since he's retired. But Nike came out with a commercial of him in the gym, lifting weights and just counting. And like his way to recover and his way to process was to just get back in the lab, get back to the gym and work out. Um, and that's how he handled his grieving process. So yep. it's, I, I think the listeners will really start to line up some of the experiences that they've had in their life with how it lines up with the maturation process. Absolutely. And uh, just for those who don't know the stages of grief and loss, step one is denial. Step two is anger. Step three is bargaining. Four is depression. Five is where we hope we all get to whenever we go through griefs, grieving and loss, and that's acceptance. Now, our adaptation to take this similar, our similar process for going through the maturation process starts off with denial, goes into bargaining, but our third step is education, and then resistance, acceptance, and action. So we're gonna break down all six of our steps of the maturation process one by one. So if you want to get your phone out, start taking some notes, you want to take mental notes, you want to be old school, get a pen and paper, write this shit down. Now's the time to do it because we're about to dive in to our six steps, secure the bag, steps and processes of the maturation process. Step one, denial. This is when you're saying, I don't want to change. I don't need to stop doing this or that. Like, I'm good where I'm at. I'm the perfect how I am. No, you're not. What's that? I'm perfect how I am. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think there's anyone on this face of this planet who can say they're perfect the way they are in every aspect of life. So, like we said, maturation never stops. So there's always going to be something where you're going through this process. There's going to be some part of you that could be improved. Get through this denial process as quickly as you can. Identify that there are things that you need to work on. Pick which one you want to go with and go for it. And this is a very, this is a difficult step. Like if you really, really, really don't want to change and you are in this step, in this process, this is where you don't have that clear eye view. Everything's foggy. Everything's clouded with this denial. Denial is a really, really powerful emotion and it's it's not a like a a positive power it is debilitating it can keep you from having the growth that you're destined to have and it won't let you continue on through the through the processes one step to the next like this reminds me of a kid saying i can't wait to be an adult so i can do whatever i want because there's no rules if you're an adult that is denial and it's very immature like a, a child doesn't know because they haven't gone through the maturation process, through all the different steps that we're going to highlight. So they don't even know that they're in denial. They really think that's how the world is. So get in and out of this phase as quickly as you can. Because and this really, can be your circle, very stunning. Your circle should really call you on your shit here. And like, but you also have to yeah, have a mature circle. I think even an immature circle can call you on your shit. Because even if someone says something jokingly, there there's some truth behind it. And if it 
If it stings harder than it was intended to, I think it's a sign for some self-reflection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then once you're, once you're done with denial, you're going to start to bargain. So these two, you can go back and forth between all of these stages, but denial to bargaining can happen pretty quickly because you can bargain so damn hard that you go right back to denying that you need to do anything to change. So bargaining is kind of the mindset where you're saying, ah, I know I got to change, but I'll do it when I'm older or I'll do it down the road. I don't need to do it right now. So it's a very nuanced difference between denying and bargaining. Bargaining, you've made it to the step where you've identified and acknowledged that you need to make a change, but you're bargaining with how much you're going to change or the timeline for the change that needs to happen. And this is another dangerous place to be because you haven't gotten to the point where you're actually making a, an effort to change. Like you, you're still living in your immature lifestyle mindset and like your spirit isn't where it needs to be. Yeah. This, this bargaining phase, it's, something you should be aware of because it manifests itself in procrastination. If you notice yourself just putting something off, you're not looking out for future self. And, you know, future you should be the most important person, honestly. I know present you is where you get the most benefits of or the most satisfaction right away. But you gotta look out for future self because think about yourself now. You're really thankful for what you did in the past. That was, mm, I like that, Will. I like that. Always put future you ahead of anyone. Future you is numero uno. It's number one priority at all times if you're living with a win today mentality. And Will, you just dropped some education on me and the listeners. So thank you for that. And that ties directly into stage three of our process, which is education. This is the step of the process where you're going to learn a lot of lessons. These lessons can be learned easily or they can be learned the hard way. There's going to be some that come a little easier. You might learn these secondhand from someone in your circle or someone that you see. And you might not have to deal with this one on your own, but you're going to learn it one way or the other. So having the right people around you, having people around you that or maybe a little wiser, a little more mature than you, this can help you a lot and save you save you from a lot of the hard lessons that other people already went through. And that's part of the reason that we have this podcast. Like We're in a position where we want to help others. We want to have these dialogues and have these conversations to help educate on different aspects and different facets of life so that people don't necessarily have to figure this out on their own but they still get the education that's necessary. Yeah, and in this, education is, is your ammunition because you have to think whenever you're going through any type of growth, it's a battle. You know, you're, you're really going to war. And what type of war is it if you don't have any ammunition, you don't have any weapons? So you, you have ain't to going arm your, You ain't making yeah, it too far. You're, you're going to take that out real quick. So take the time and arm yourself with information. 
Like, if you decided that I need to grow up, I need to do, you know, I need to work out every morning, I need to get a good routine going, and you're saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, and it's like, well, what are the benefits of me doing this? Like, you'll, you'll just start to find more information on how it can help your health, how it can, you know, help your mental health, how to improve your mood, you know, you'll get more social, you'll start to meet people. It's all these other benefits that you may not have immediately thought of that will manifest itself from you going through something to mature yourself. And if I can take everyone back to their middle school days, and I'm sorry for doing this because I know middle school shouldn't have been <laughs> as bad as it was for the majority of us. Like it, it couldn't have been bad for everybody. Like if it was that bad for everybody, then who was who was on top in middle school? But you know, <laughs> I don't I, think anybody I, was. <laughs> but in, in middle school, it was you know that that weird phase between when you're in elementary school, you're a kid, and when you're in high school, when honestly more is expected for from you because you're prepping for college. You're in this kind of weird in between phase, and number one, you arm yourself with information, you know, about what it takes to kind of grow and get used to your body. Number one, since that's what's changing. But also the social dynamics of just being with other people that are growing at different rates. Because when everyone considers themselves being a kid, then you're just having fun as a kid. But then, you know, you're starting to have folks that are considering themselves as adults that are looking to start to pursue their career paths. You know, whether it be in some of our creative uh, outlets in music or whether it's sports or whether it's writing, you know, all these different ways people can express themselves they're starting to learn how they can hone in on those skills in middle school. And that's that education piece when they figure out, hey, this is the person I want to be when I leave here. And no one's going to remember me from middle school, but they're going to know who I am, you know, once I get into high school, once I get into college. So let me do my prep work right now. And that's a very mature aspect or mindset for someone in middle school, someone who's between seven, sixth and ninth grade even high school that's mature very mature ahead of their peers type of mindset to have and a lot of distractions can happen when you're trying to go through your education process no matter if it's the beginning or the end of that education process maybe maybe it's early in your life or late in your life there's going to be resistance and as people people places, things can present themselves as resistance. They're basically just distractions and they can take you back and forth. Resistance is going to happen at any point of this process. So even though resistance has its own dedicated stage, which usually follows education, it will manifest itself in any aspect of the entire maturation process that we've laid out here. It's never going to go away, but you have to be prepared to deal with that resistance. And this can be the most damaging of all the phases because it has the ability to crush any progress that you've made through this process up to this point. But if you can manage the resistance, manage the distractions, you can get to the point of acceptance. So up until this point, we went through denial, bargaining, education, resistance, and if you make it through those four steps, you reach the point of acceptance. 
which is acknowledging that maturation needs to happen. And even more importantly than knowing that it needs to happen, you want it to develop, you want to grow, you want to mature. It's the conscious effort of choosing to do those things that you want to be better. And after that, once you're at that fifth step, which is acceptance, which is the last stage in grief and loss in that process, acceptance is the last stage for that. But for our maturation process, it's the fifth, second to last step. Fifth overall, second to last, the very last is action. This is the final phase of maturation for this particular aspect of matur of your maturation. It's action. It's deciding to implement everything that's going to make you a more mature person. It's very deliberate and there's no passiveness in this action step. You're being proactive. You're doing all the little things. You're stacking your wins to the point where you have decided to implement the action that's required for you to live a matured life. And once you go through all six of those steps, I guarantee it's like whack-a-mole. Something else is going to pop up and show its face that you need to work on, that you need to mature. So you're going to start over again. This is a never-ending cycle. And although it's difficult, it's exciting. You should look for the things where you, you should look for the areas that are popping up that you can continue to mature in because that's how you become your best self, your most well-rounded self, your most mature self, is by tackling all the different areas and avenues of yourself to become the most, become the best you, to be the biggest winner that you can be. Will, what you got? I really like that you, you rolled resistance, acceptance, and action in together because those three being the last three steps in this maturity process, it they it's really a loop because once you have that education and you armed yourself, that resistance is you using that and you're going to battle. Like that's that pushback. And that's your opportunity to start to get those first victories. And you can accept like, hey, this is a change that I needed and I can start to see some growth. And then you can stay, take some of those actionable steps to make sure that you maintain that growth and you continue to improve. And as you continue to put in that action, you'll start to face resistance again. You're meeting these roadblocks and you're overcoming them. And no these doubt. are really those those hidden invisible wins, the ones you don't give yourself credit for. Like when you opened up your your savings account, like did did you count that as a win or you like, oh I have checkings, I'll just get savings too. No, no, that's a that's a win. Absolutely. When you start allocating something to your four oh one K when you start working, you didn't count it as a win, I'm sure, but you have money going in there setting up Future you, who we said is you exactly. know, the most important person, that's exactly. a win. And it's these little mature moves, you know, maybe not getting the most expensive car, getting a car that's more reliable, getting a used car, you know, being fiscally responsible. It's like, no, nah, I want the freshest thing. You know, I want to stun on the haters. You know, it's hard to kind of move past that because I like stunting too, but. You know, me, me and my RAV4, we get by, I put some tents on her, like, <laughs> you, you do what you can, but you start to make those actions say, hey, I realize that there's some responsibilities that I need to take for myself in the future, and I'm going to, you know, take these on the chin now. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I think 
think that's about it on this one. Thank you, Meek. Thank you, hating ass Christine with that bum ass article, giving us the fuel to get through this episode. Thank you to the listeners for. Uh, I hope y'all agree to go through your own maturation process at its own pace, whatever it is. Follow the steps. Step number one, just a real quick recap, is denial. You're going to be a denying ass, hating ass. You're going to try not to to mature. It's going to be something that you do where you're going to deny that you need to mature. Once you're through that, you're going to start to bargain. Then you're going to have the tough part, that education process. You're going to roll that right into the resistance where there's distractions that try to keep you from going forward. And once you have the education tools to fight that resistance, fight the distractions, you'll get to acceptance. But that's not enough. You have to get to the point where you're taking all five previous steps and putting the lessons that you've learned into action. So all of y'all, use us. Use me and Will as your accountability partners. We use each other for our accountability partners. And we will hold you accountable. People have already started to do it. It's been great. Everyone else, get on board. Become the most mature self that you can. Will, maturation is just stacking small wins to bigger wins and rolling the momentum forward. So as we close it out, like we always do, what was your uh, what's your most recent win? So I this is actually a little win for me. I've been you know I had a little setback with a knee injury. I'm back now. Um, and I recently PR'd on my morning three mile runs. Um, I so, you know, saw I know that. I'm no, I'm nowhere near your pace, but I, I'm getting better for me. But you know, just just know I'm coming for you. So that that's that's my win for the day. My my constant improvement and uh, my running. Much love, respect. Speaking of my pace, I think I told y'all nine fifteen, a nine minute fifteen second pace for the Broad Street run, the ten mile run that I did. Uh, on Sunday, May 5th, my goal was to run it in 9.15 mile, minute per mile pace. Not only did I run faster than a 9.15, I beat that time, that pace by a minute. And I was hella proud of myself. It was a really, really great experience running down Broad Street, starting from the north end where my pops grew up, running through Temple, where I personally grew up a whole lot, had a big part of my maturation process happened right there on Broad Street uh, from my college experience moving south to where I live now to where I used to work for the Sixers and it was an unbelievable experience definitely plan on doing the Broad Street run again and we'll hopefully we're running it together next year and speaking of togetherness our joint win is the podcast secure the bag is on not only iTunes, like I told you it would be, we're also on Spotify, so find us on SoundCloud, find us on iTunes, find us on Spotify, and let us know where else y'all listen to your podcast so we can make it available to you wherever it is that you listen. Well, go ahead and close it down. Yeah, man, this, this has been a great show today. And we want to give a thank you to our listeners. If you liked it, hated it, plan to listen again, or vow to do anything in your power to never hear our voices again, let us know. 
by leaving a comment wherever you get your podcast. That's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. <laughs> or send us an email at secureyourbagpodcast at gmail.com. And Jordan, tell them our IG and where they can find us on social media. You know where to find us on the gram, on the grizzly, STB podcast on the Instagram. Get at us. We love to hear from anyone that sits, stands, or runs and listens to us. And be a part of our community. We're here for you. All right. We got some closeout music today. We talked about maturation. We talked about the difficulties of going through that process. We're going to end this show with a little bit of Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls, y'all. Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. Talks about his come up, but it really focuses on the glamorized portion when the hard work he was putting in, making beads, writing rhymes, and it focuses on the glamorous lifestyle that the hard work that he put in for future self. So yeah. here it is. This Notorious B.I.G. R.I.P. Big Homie. Juicy by Notorious. Here it is. Peace. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock to my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight because I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey e. B, Kid Capri. Funk Master Flex, Love Bug Star Schemes. I'm blowing up like you thought I would. Call a crib, same number, same hood. It's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Personal with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke stuff with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alize keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, it's rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and Queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear, putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool. Considered a fool, cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good, uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with the chauffeur. 
phone bill about 2G's flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging, celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one-room shack, now my mom pimps an act with me on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat, wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive and it's all. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B-Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Matthew. 